Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself and that no heart has ever suffered when it goes in search of its dreams. Because every second of the search is a second's encounter with eternity. Whoever you are, from wherever you are, doing whatever you're doing, thanks for tuning into my podcast. You know what time it is. It's the time to experience one mind-baffling dream along with your host, me Anurag. This is the podcast, Snowsy Dreamer. Although I deeply love oceans, deserts and other landscapes, it is only the mountains that beckon me with that sort of painful magnetic pull to walk deeper and deeper into their beauty. I had a week-long vacation planned in between my semesters at school. I planned a solo climb to the summit of Mount Seipo. The climb would be undemanding and the view from the top would be serene. The reach to the mountain top would take a scorch less than 48 hours and I hope to be back home with a cup of coffee in one hand and a mystery thriller in another. The trekking day finally arrived. I was at the base of the mountain. The village felt rustic contrary to the busy lives of the villages here due to the number of hikers attempting the summit during the summer. I had been hiking for more than a decade and this would be a routine walk in the park. I scanned my checklist to ensure that I was carrying everything that I needed for this trip. A lone newspaper vendor was selling the English newspaper. I figured it would give me something to read at day's break, sitting in my tent alone in the chilly weather. I picked up the newspaper, neatly folded it and placed it inside my rucksack. The sun was blistering and the weather was sweaty during the day. The woods en route to the top was dry. It was the season of the trees shedding their leaves. I was slowly hiking on a glass floor of fallen dry leaves. The surrounding was hushed and you could hear a few birds chirping around. I crossed a nearby stream. It was time for a breather. I sat down, picked up the newspaper through the front page headline of a devastating earthquake. At first glance, my eyes picked up the location of the disaster as my hometown. I had spoken to my parents a couple of hours before leaving and they hadn't mentioned a thing. I reread the headlines. Then I realized the date on the top left side of the newspaper was labeled a week from today. I was stupefied. Literally, the world had come crashing down. The entire district was engulfed by the disaster and rescue operations were being carried out. The network on my cell phone was zilch. Dystopian thoughts were racing through my brain. My mind was stuck in quicksand, unable to escape. The flowing river couldn't calm me anymore. The chirp of the birds resonated with alarm bells ringing. Was this some sort of a cruel joke? I raced down the mountain stretch with a heavy heart. Contrasting thoughts were running through my mind. Was the date on the newspaper erroneous or had anyone's worst fears come before their eyes? I dialed back home on the first ping of network coverage on my phone. Fortunately, everything back at home was in order. No incidents were being reported on media. My mental energy had been sapped with this devastating news and I headed back home. I had almost shrugged off the contents of the newspaper until 
a couple of days later, the news of an actor being hospitalized turned true. The article on the penultimate page of my future dated newspaper had gotten the details of the incident horrifyingly right. I tried to convince the police but to no fruit. They classified me as a lunatic and that I had printed the pages of the newspaper myself. I was between a rock and a hard place. Though I couldn't convince the police, I requested my parents to trust me and we left home. Without a destination in mind, we drove back to the location where I bought the newspaper which had changed everything. I was hoping to find the vendor. I had so many questions for him and didn't know where to begin. We reached the village. Everything seemed normal except I couldn't find the vendor. He wasn't there anymore. I searched for the newspaper seller frantically. He was nowhere to be found. Was this all a figment of my imagination? Having lost all hope, I was running around like a madman. We went back to the exact location where he was selling the newspaper and looked around his street stall. We struck gold. There were lots of newspapers strewn all over the place. My parents and I desperately searched for any clues. Voila! We found a crumpled edition below a pile of leaves. The front page bore the headline of the imminent disaster set to take place next week. Everything would be flattened. Astonishingly, a family had survived the ordeal. Mysteriously, they were rescued from the base of the north face of Mount Seipo. We grabbed the newspaper, some food at the local store and hurried to climb the mountains. We started the hike from the south base. We had to reach the summit quickly and climb down on the opposite side. My mother, struggling with an ankle pain, took the extra effort to climb. It was well worth the demanding hike. Climbing down was relatively unchallenging. Reaching the base of the north face, we found an open landscape at the base, a little further from the mountain, away from any potential rolling boulders and away from potential danger. We pitched up a tent, stocked ourselves with food and water. The last couple of days had been excruciatingly difficult. By the time we settled down, it was dusk and darkness began to creep in. We lit a fire to keep ourselves warm. I pulled out the newspaper from my pocket to read the article for any more clues about the surviving family, only to find our names written in the article. <laughs>